Before we get started on Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine, we'd like to tell you about the Miracle Moments Luncheon to benefit Easter Seals UCP Port Health. Earfluence, which produces this podcast, is a proud sponsor, and we'd like you to join us May 1st, 2024 at 1130 Eastern Time at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary. This event helps raise funds and awareness for the life-changing direct services provided to more than 40,000 children, adults, and families living with disabilities, mental health, and substance challenges so they can live their best lives. We'll put more information on Easter Seals and the luncheon in the show notes, but again, that's Wednesday, May 1st at 1130 at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary, and we hope to see you there. Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batched bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit oldraleydistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. All of this is happening at the same time. You have the sports betting, you have the canes on fire, you have the Blue Ridge Corridor like being built literally in front of our eyes. And it's just an awesome time to be here. And hear us. This isn't something we're dreaming about. This is happening. Oh, it's what real. What we're telling yeah. you about is actually happening. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. RMO is telling stories no one else is telling. So this podcast is where you get the inside access to stories you won't read anywhere else. So let's dive into some of Raleigh Magazine's biggest stories. Take everything you thought you knew about West Raleigh and forget it. There's a new it part of town set to be Raleigh's next destination district. With me today to talk inside scoop is Raleigh Magazine Editor-in-Chief Melissa Hausam. Yes, we're talking about the Blue Ridge Corridor. Um, and before you slide to another episode, stay with us. Um, this one's, it's a huge deal for everyone. They're calling this the, this area the next North Hills. So whether you live or work there or not, you know, this is news you can use. We're talking about the Blue Ridge Corridor, and we're talking about from Western Boulevard to Edwards Mill all along Blue Ridge. Um, and this area has largely gone unchanged for years, but mm. that's about to change, and it's already in progress. And I think many people don't really see it because when North Hills was coming out of the ground, we were talking about a very tight area, and you could see the cranes from 440 and everywhere. There's six projects along Blue Ridge that are already under construction and 12 more in planning stages to come out of the ground. So the live and work is really already there in that area. But what's missing is the play. It's the eating and the dining. And think about it. You know, around PNC or Carter-Fenley, there really there aren't a lot of options. And you live in—this is your hood. Oh, yeah. So this is— you know, this story, the backstory on this is actually also kind of interesting. We started talking about the story two years ago, 
And I don't know if you remember that, but like I walked in and I had seen something on the 11 o'clock news about, oh, there's this project and, you know, that's been right. going on in the Blue Ridge Corridor. And I was excited because I live over there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, think about it. This area has so many key attractors. You have the stadium, you have the arena, you have a nationally recognized art museum. Um, you have a world-renowned hospital, which is a big deal for the area. You have parks, greenways, Umstead, NC State Fairgrounds. I guess Umstead's like a little north. But anyway, a drive shack, an arboretum. Yeah. I mean, it's just an amazing area. But so. it is, for sure. And, and, and literally— you know, there are not a lot of restaurant choices. There weren't a lot of bar. And literally, really, uh, there's not any retail hardly at all in that area other than, you know, grocery store and that kind of thing. Yeah. I think the thing that's really interesting about this is that when we broke this story, it's shocking. And it's shocking because the sheer grandeur is what makes it kind of invisible. So like you were saying off the top, this is this you know, in Midtown, there was this super dense concentration of cranes, and you couldn't go in that area without noticing it. But as you were saying, you know, the Ridge Corridor is this pretty massive expanse. It's not just cane. It's a lot of different players. And it's not in one super dense area like North Hills was. It's spread out throughout this corridor. So you have billions of dollars being pumped into this corridor, but you don't see a gaggle of cranes kind of like tightly pushed together. And so it's sort of this Houdini balancing act. Oh, absolutely. And and it's really part of what sparked us to be able to do this at this time was we got access to never seen before renderings of the DHHS complex, the campus. And you may think, well, I don't work there. I don't care. Oh, yes, you do. I mean, it is stunning what they're doing um, and, and the space. And when you realize that that's just phase one of what's going to be phase two and phase three that's coming. Oh, yeah. I think it's super cool that we'd known for a while that there were renderings of this and we were trying to get our hands on it. And it's the first page of the buzz section in the issue. And, you know, we talked to the city and I think um, ultimately Gina talked to him and he said, I was wondering when somebody was going to come ask him for those photos. I can't wait for people to see it. And it's beautiful, you know, very modern steel and glass. And like you said, this is phase one of a three-phase project. This is on this particular building will be on Blue Ridge. Um, and it's this is DHHS, which is moving from Dix Park to Blue Ridge. And I think they'll all be in there. It's in the story, and you think I'd remember, but I think they'll all be in there in 2025. Um, And then phase two is, and phase three are a public-private partnership. And we were able to break the news that that is a city partnership with Highwoods. Right. And and if you don't know who, don't know, think about Highwoods and you don't know what to think about, think about what's, you know, all the buildings that are on Fayetteville Street. They do so many projects, and they're, you know, a key partner in the sort of revitalization of Fayetteville Street right now and redoing properties. But they do so many things. Yeah, it's super cool. I'm excited. Like, So there were no renderings yet to be had for phase two and three. Phase two, I mean, they know phase two is going to be some kind of mixed-use office-type building that will may or may not have some overflow of DHHS, and they may or may not have people outside of DHHS that are in different medical communities across the city or state come and move into this building. It, that's yet to be seen. Um, and then phase three could really be whatever that area needs. But mm-hmm. I would say, I mean, think about that. You're right there at PNC and Carter Finley. And this is really helping represent the infill that you were talking about. So we have the live, we have the work. The density of people living over there is massive. There's so many jobs with everything over there. And then now... Like you said, you know, 
we're finally going to have this infill of like what he called that I really liked. Um, we talked to Jeff Merson with the Blue Ridge Quarter Alliance, and he called it the 15-minute radius is what mm-hmm. they're trying to create so that you can do whatever you need to do in your life in this sort of 15-minute bubble. And I will say you cannot do that there right now. I definitely have to leave that bubble to get some things done because you don't have everything you need there. Right. Well, and it's been exciting. We've we've been thrilled about the mill opening in the old Edwards Mill Bar and Grill space. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Very. it's a great spot, and it obviously— um, you could see the neighborhood rally around it, especially on game days. And now, I mean, people want more restaurants in that area and things to choose from. But you're absolutely right. You, you've got some exercise and you've got work and you've got live. But the, in terms of shopping um, and restaurants, that was definitely um, in the need. But the other piece that's really interesting is, and this is part of our story, and we'll touch on that more in the coming future. You're going to see some massive change around PNC over the next two years. Um, and part of that is this perfect storm. It's hard to believe that five years ago we were actually having the conversation about would the Canes stay in Raleigh? Mm-hmm. Tom Dundon bought the team, um, he's out of Dallas. He came here with some big ideas, but but he openly said, you know, we'll stay here if we can make it work. At that point, games were not selling out. We were not, we were not a hockey town. That's changed. Five years later, this past season, we sold out 31 of the 41 home games. We went to the Eastern Finals. We went to playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a hockey town. There's no doubt. Win or lose, Raleigh's a hockey town. So now— there's a lot of reason to go in and develop around PNC. It was built there 20-plus years ago with the idea there'd eventually be hotels and restaurants and things to do, much like you were in Charlotte this weekend mm-hmm. at a show. That's what you want. You want people to be able to walk from the venues to get food and and not just eat at the venue or not you know stay close by so they don't have to drive in and park. We found out— that, um, interestingly enough, that um, the owner of the Canes has first right of refusal on developing that area. And so we know that that's already in progress. Um, We talked to the Centennial Authority who shared with us great plans that they're considering right now and should be making some announcements, if not before you hear this, um, about some renovations, massive renovations that are going to happen at PNC. Um, part of that was the approval of online betting. Absolutely, I, yeah. Which I'm super excited about because you can expect to see a massive space on the lower level of PNC that is similar to the United Center in Chicago. Mm-hmm. They don't even have legalized online betting, but they went ahead and built the space knowing it's coming. Yeah, which is really so smart. So it's like a but... sports bar with all these screens and the ability for you to go in and bet. And he made it clear they would like to put a space in like that, which would make the arena active seven days a week, possibly 24 hours a day. So, yeah, a couple of things that I wanted to hit on there. Like, I love that you mentioned Charlotte because I talked about on another episode um, that— when I was in Charlotte, I was there for a concert, and it was at Bank of America Stadium. And we were able to go to Charlotte Beer Garden and walk into the stadium from there. And I've been to I've been to more events recently at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte than I've been to at Walnut Creek. And I think there's a reason for that. And, it, and even with the drive to Charlotte, it's kind of worth it mm-hmm. because you can stay in this sort of 15-minute bubble. You can experience that part of town, which yeah. there's, up, you know, uptown. And um, 
you can, you don't have, like, you can just go in and park your car and then just, you don't have to worry about, you know, getting, listen, have you tried to get an Uber out of Walnut Creek? I mean, yeah, it's impossible. And so I think it's exciting to picture this area being something like that in Raleigh, to picture being able to be in a place like Old Raleigh Village and God knows all the things that are coming and to just walk down the road, walk down that section of Edwards Mill and walk into PNC or walk into Carter Finley. And I mean, I've been to concerts at Carter Finley. I don't feel like we use that as much anymore as we used to, but maybe that will come back. A local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at shopvillagedistrict, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word VILLAGE to 919-701-0202. Time to add the mix into the mix of your go-to hot spots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours, 12 rotating craft beers and 8 rotating fine wines, plus cider and bubbles. The mix has the perfect pour for everyone. Take flight with beer, wine, whiskey, mezcal, and tequila. Or not in the spirit, craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite. Sprawl out on the patio, post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, catch the big game on multiple TVs, or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit BottleMix.com. Yes, with two X's. So that's BottleMixx.com. Um, anyway, I think that's all super exciting to just imagine the future of that corridor. But also, you obviously touched on just PNC in general, how exciting it is for the Canes. Um, I don't know how much, I'm, well, I know how much you've been following. I don't know how much our listeners have been following the draft and the pickups, you know. Um, but a lot of players have, or uh, several players who really see the potential for the Stanley Cup have taken sort of like contract negotiations um, that didn't maybe go their way on purpose kind of like saying like, oh, I'll take no pay so that we can do X, Y, Z. Um, they didn't take no pay. But anyway, they want to be able to get the best stacked team. And so they're getting it. And they're mm -hmm. all, and then like other players who could have gone to other teams and made more money for salary caps are coming here right. because they believe. Right. And so like all of this is happening at the same time. You have the sports betting, you have the Canes on fire, you have the Blue Ridge Corridor like being built literally in front of our eyes. And it's just an awesome time to be here. And, and he hear us. This isn't something we're dreaming about. This is happening. Oh, it's what real. What we're telling yeah. you about is actually happening. Um, the dollars are devoted. The plans are there. The Sentinel Authority is just going through these 70 great ideas and picking which ones they are going to start with moving forward for that part of the project. But you said it in the story, something about 13 gorillas. Oh, yeah. And so, I love that. Yeah, that's what, um, when they were talking about this area of town and how, why it's so 
why so few people have noticed when Midtown was so obvious. That was my favorite quote. He said, Blue Ridge Corridor has 10 big gorillas, not one enormous gorilla in terms of super dominant players. Right. And so Midtown's really largely developed by Kane, mm -hmm. whereas this is a lot of different players. You have a lot of different things going on. You have the bandwidth headquarters coming over. You have DHHS. You have the public-private partnership now with Highwoods, and who knows what they're going to do based on what they've done on Fayetteville Street right. and other areas. It's and very exciting. And then we know that Dundon has plans, but he has made it clear that he would like to partner with some other developers in town because of the, the success they've had, whether that's Highwoods or Kane or whoever. So we know that that's, they're going to bring those people into the process around PNC. I think another thing that's really exciting that we only barely got to touch on, um, but I know you know a lot about this and we plan to do more on it, is there's a Triangle Bikeway that's um, coming that's going to connect the uh, museum to Chapel Hill. And this is like a super cool connector. It's a multi-purpose path. It's called a bikeway, but it is for everyone. It's a cool connector. I mean, it is going to, you'll be able to bike from Raleigh, flat, easy ride, um, be able to get and connect with the Greenway in Durham, or and then go to a Durham Bulls game and ride home. How cool is I that? I mean, I just think, and and this is Sig Hutchinson's baby. I mean, this is his this is his baby, and he talks about it. You can just see his eyes light up. Um, but it's connecting from you know NCMA to Chapel Hill, um, and and also linking to a multi-purpose path. We'll get you to Durham. It is um, it is massive, and DOT is excited about it. Oh, yeah. And anxious to be part of it. So it's like, this is getting all the approval. It's sort of like we said about the skate park a while back. There wasn't anybody who was negative about it. No one was going, ah, we don't need that. No, we shouldn't do that. Everyone is on board with this Triangle Bikeway. Everybody thinks this is a great idea. Oh, yeah. It makes it a whole lot easier for things to happen. And I think kind of like you talked about, I mean, it's it's— you know, it's not quite the same thing about how you talked about Chicago preparing for something. I think that the way that this corridor is being realigned, like a lot of the money is going to development, but a lot of the money is going to transportation and transit. And look at all the road construction happening down there at Western and Blue Ridge and Hillsborough Street. I mean, this is really being redesigned for use. And that area of West Raleigh is a veritable gold mine in its location. I mean— Think about it. It's like minutes of DTR, NC State, Meredith, Umstead, the airport. Yeah. I mean, Carrie, like I can get from my house to Fenton in 10 minutes. It blows your mind. It takes me twice as long to get downtown, but that's still just 20 minutes. And so Midtown, 15. I mean, everywhere you want to go in Raleigh besides maybe like East or Northeast Raleigh is very close by, you know. And all of these attractors are going to bring all those other people from other parts of the city as well. Well, and I love that there's such um, older neighborhoods that are there yeah. that have, you know, they're just so um, beautiful and tree-lined. I think you're going to see, I mean, obviously, I you're going to see a lot of the same thing happen that I think you've seen at North Hills with homes being flipped and remodeled and expanded. I think it's going to become the hottest. I said to somebody the other day, if you want to buy property and you can get it and afford it right now, you should be buying it off of Blue Ridge. Yeah, it's funny you say that. So I'm glad you said about the trees because I'm afraid people are going to hear this and think, oh my hmm. God, that's such a beautiful drive down Durley. But this actually doesn't include Durley no. because at Blue Ridge and Edwards Mill, where this sort of corridor stops, that's where it changes names to Durley. And then you have the beautiful tree line right. drive. And there's some development going on over there as well. But I really think that part will keep its identity. I think more things will emerge. But 
my house has doubled in value in the five years that I've owned it, and this is still just right. happening. And I think that part of Raleigh is just really growing in interest because you can just, I mean, everything's escalating in price, obviously, but you can get to so many places so easily. And I will say it's been a deterrent to not have the kind of infill that I was used to having downtown and in Village District and in North Hills where I grew up. But um it's not far. Nothing's far. Right. So it's really not that big of a deal. But the fact that it will now be in my backyard, it is exciting that the mix is open. Yeah. It is ex- That's at um, Durley Corners. And it is exciting the mill opened at Old Raleigh Village. And those are just two of, like, I can imagine all the restaurants and bars that are going to be opening and retail and, you know, little shops. And to be able to just go, like, oh, go get a drink and then pick up my dry cleaning and then go do all the things you have to do. So, so rapid fire, a few quick questions. You live in that area. What do you want most that you don't have right now? I'm going to sound like an alcoholic, but um, I really think that there's some good options to drink over there now. Super casual, though, like House of Hops. You like to have a nice cocktail bar. I think the mix is a great addition. I would love to have a cocktail bar, like a a dram, you Mm -hmm. know? I don't—I mean, honestly, when we want something like that, we'll go to the Wild Turkey Lounge Mm -hmm. if we don't want to go downtown. And so it would be nice to have more options like that. And I kind of feel the same way. I love the mill as a great stop on a way to a hockey game or a concert. I think we need a couple more options like that. Yeah. Um, J. Alexander's is another one that you kind of hit on Edwards Mill. It's easy to pop to, but I don't think there's enough of them. I agree. I'm a huge fan of, and you do this too, I'm a huge fan of meeting in that area before or eating in that area before if I don't want to mess with it at PNC. And if we're not tailgating, you know. And so the mill is an amazing addition to that area, but we definitely need more of it. So you online gamble a little bit. (laughs) That's about the third thing I've announced on the podcast that she does that breaks the law, but (laughs) breaking the law. um, Would you go to the online gambling spot? 100%. Me too. I can't wait. I was trying to convince her earlier today to ride with me to Danville to go to Caesar's Tent while they're building their seven-story t- Caesars Gambling Hotel. It did not take much convincing. I did she, not. I think I got, I think I've, I, you know, I just want to go play a little craps. Do you remember, though, when we were doing the betting story, um, do you remember when I said, you were telling me about these apps, and I was like, I know, I do it. I have Bavada on my phone. Okay. Listen, do not come arrest me. Anyway, so <laughs> I I got mommed, like, the look, like, you never do this to me, but the you look shocked. I did, like, because <laughs> I don't know many people. I mean, I've got a couple of guy friends who own up to it. It. But I, I'm not an NBA fan, and I was, I don't know, some. I was talking to some people, and they're like, oh, yeah, but you can bet on who has the most assists and who has the most rebounds, and we can compete against. I'm like, wait, what? I can bet five. That all of a sudden made that game a whole lot more interesting to me. You can bet on anything. You can bet <laughs> on how long the national anthem will be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> you can bet on pretty much anything, and I love, like, the niche bets during a game. You can be like, who's going to get the first touchdown? You know, the odds are not in your favor, but if you just throw like two bucks at it and you get it right, all of a sudden you have $15. You know, oh, it's yeah. like, I'm we not. We won $60 that night. I was like, oh, put in five and I got, yeah. Yeah. I fun. was fascinated. But I also have some friends who I, who are the most law abiding, God love them, who during March Madness rented a cabin on the lake. I think they just wanted to get away from everybody else and do this. But so they could be across the line in Virginia where online gambling is. 
Legal. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. they just went up there and did all the betting they wanted to do during March Madness. You know, you make a good case for it's it's passed, so it doesn't matter what we what we think, but you make a good case for why we wanted to pass it. Because all that money, people that wanted to do it, we're going to do it. Anyway. And all that money was going out of the state. And so it's kind of like the lottery. It's like, you know, if we're going to, we're not saying you should or shouldn't do it, but if you're going to do it, at least the money's going to help yeah. our own state Absolutely. instead of somebody else's state. I'm excited about it. I'm very excited. Cheers. Cheers. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. Want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues? Visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters. They come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Five-minute read keeps you up to date. And especially on Friday, dish on this, where to eat, where to drink, what to do this weekend. Subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com.